Welcome everybody to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast. I am your co-host Jordan. And I'm Lane, and this is the home of the Opinionated Sports Podcast. Podcast episode nine. Uh, looking to talk a little bit, some good, bad, and the ugly from a state victory, and we won't discuss the other thing right now. We won't discuss that. Uh, we're going to be going over our pick'em. Uh, Jordan, I think's got a, some interesting takes this week for some. Uh, yeah. I got, I got the hot take. Of the college football season for the remainder of the year. You will hear it here first when we get to our pick'em segment. I have the hot take, and I'm going to lay out to you how this hot take will happen. I got lots of notes written down. I have a feeling if you're a fan of a certain conference, you're gonna you're gonna be happy with it. Yeah, I'm not happy with it, but it's just my feeling. It's just his feelings. Uh, then we're just gonna recap. Lions week three victory on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we're going to preview them taking on the, I don't know what how else to describe them, than the incredible Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're going to do a little fancy breakdown. Um, before we get all into that, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Spartan Wolverines Beards Podcast, or our Twitter, Spartans Wolverines Beards Podcast. One thing I always forget to mention is our Instagram, Spartans Wolverines Beards Podcast as well. Uh, make sure you guys uh, give us a like, share us, just share it with one of your buddies. I mean, if you just tag one person on it. Yep. Gets her name out there a little bit more, helps us a little bit, so we appreciate that. Whatever, whatever's the, whatever app or device you're listening to this on, like subscribe to yep. it, rate it, review, all that stuff helps. It, it branches it out. The more, the more five star ratings that we get, the further this reaches out to people. They can mm-hmm. search by ratings, and that kind of stuff helps us. So anything you can, any little bit you can do there helps get us out there a little further and we appreciate it yeah absolutely so i think we're ready to roll into the good the bad and the ugly yeah we don't have a whole lot of news it was a pretty quiet week for news so we're going to roll right into the good the bad and the ugly here Lane's going to go ahead and just 
do all of his good, the bad, and the ugly, and then I'm just going to go after he's, that. He's just going to run. Because it's, it, it needs to happen. I, I, need to, I need to release this. I've been very quiet on social media. I've been very quiet about everything. It's time he's to gonna, let go. He's going to exercise some demons today. Yeah, I hope so. So, Lane, why don't you go ahead and give us your good, the bad, and the ugly, and uh, we'll get rolling. All right, so last week, if you guys weren't aware, Sparty redeemed themselves. I guess you could say they actually showed that they they can score points, which surprises me when you laid an egg like you did against Arizona State. Um, so I guess when I'm going into my good... One of the good things I thought Sparty did this week was the defense. Uh, of course, holding opponents to 10 points its always a great thing. I think through four games, I think Sparty's only given up something like maybe 50 points, something like that. It's definitely low. It's low. So, I mean, the average is really good. Um one of the few highlights for the defense this past game was uh, they had three straight plays on the uh, Northwestern's, or actually at Sparty's one the yard line. The defense held them out of the end zone. That's pretty good. Uh, they held them to five three-and-out drives. They had three INTs. Again, just holding defenses or offenses just a <clears throat> little to nothing for yardage. Uh, well, they gave up 265 total yards, 126 through with that through the air. Um, and if you even look at the rushing yardage, a lot of that was garbage time. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it, it was. Um, your your number you were looking for it looks like it's forty four points. So forty four points. So but I will say, the schedule gets tougher here. Yes, <laughs> offensive wise at least. Offensively, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Um, second good thing for us was uh, Coach D'Antonio got his uh, all time. Leader Mark and wins for Michigan State, so congratulations, Coach D. And lastly, I, I do want to commend the offense. Um, like I said in the beginning, we finally scored some points. We actually showed that we are capable to score points, and I think the team realized that shit was about to hit the fan if they didn't score points. Right. Um, so when I get into my bad and ugly... Um, it's hard to really nitpick a victory like they had. But I guess you could say, first off, is penalties. I mean, they only had five penalties for 47 yards, but the 47 yards in penalties were drive killers. Um, Cameron Hayward had a holding penalty that I believe, I can't remember if it was a touchdown or something along those lines, got called back. Uh, that can't keep having that happen. Um, I did say the offense was good, but at the same time, they weren't good. They only had 100 or 331 yards total. Which Northwestern has a good defense. Yeah, Northwestern has a good defense, but it, like you said just a little bit ago, it ain't getting easier. That's for sure. And they've got to get that figured out. And the ugly, I mean, it's usually a staple for us is our special teams. Uh, Matt Coughlin. I don't, he's either in his head or he's got the yips or, or something. I mean, he missed his fourth straight field goal, ended up knocking one in, which is great. But, man, 
coming down the stretch when we know we're going to have some clutch games and a kicker that's looking a little shaky. And if you want to compete, you can't miss field goals. No, and I'm not feeling comfortable about that. Um, also, a note on special teams, Cody White, uh, muffed a punt. Got to tighten that up. I know all too well about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess it's a preview, which it could get very ugly, and I think Jordan's going to be talking about it. And his little section at length is uh, two weeks we go to Madison and putting up 331 total yards offense is not going to cut it when we go into Madison. It That defense is legit and it could get ugly very quickly. You got to go to Columbus before that. Yeah. It's a week before. You got that back-to-back road trip. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that because we go IU, Ohio State. Ohio State at Wisconsin. Oh. Oh. I told you, it gets tougher. Oh. So. Uh, I don't feel good. Work the kinks out. Work the kinks out. Let's get rolling. So, Jordan, (laughs) now is the time. I know you've been waiting for this. Let's go over Michigan. So, now I'm going to fully... I'm going to full disclosure right here. Jim Harbaugh's not getting fired. Jim Harbaugh shouldn't get fired for this game, and there's no reason to fire Jim Harbaugh for what happened here or what has happened in the past. It's not going to happen, nor should it happen. Having said that, I'm still not happy with him. So, my good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to go reverse order. I'm going to go the ugly. The ugly was the offense. I mean, no continuity. No rhythm, no semblance of run blocking or pass blocking. That offensive line looked like it was a chain link fence. There were just holes everywhere, and yeah. you could just run through it anywhere you wanted. There was it was it was hard to watch. That was ugly. It was an ugly, ugly, ugly performance by the offense. My bad was the defense. I can't count the number of blown assignments. I mean, Lavert Hill three different times loses contain on the edge. One was the, t- the long touchdown run. One was another 25-yard run, losing contain on the edge. These are simple things that a running back like Jonathan Taylor, that's why he's good. Yeah. Because he sits there and he finds the hole and he will kill you. And he did. Time after time after time. I can't imagine how many yards he would have had if he played the whole game. Oh, I Because he, he didn't play most of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he was cramping. So the defense was just bad, bad, dumb mistakes. It's and it, there's there's talent there, but they just constantly were in the wrong spot, or they filled the wrong gap, or that's just blown assignment. And like Jordan Glasgow on the goal line is in a in a four point stance. The dude is a linebacker, right. and you're lining him up on the line of scrimmage at the goal line. Not only that. The eight gaps wide open. But when Cone does the quarterback's knee, yeah. he he could have walked through that because there was nobody there. Those, that's just blown assignment. That's not fitting in your schemes. That's not doing things right. So all in all, defense is bad. The good was that it ended. <laughs> Honest to God. <laughs> I looked at that entire game, and I've rewatched it. I suffered through it again because I, I do it. I record every game, and I rewatch every game, and I break down what I see and what I don't see. I don't have a whole lot of good out of it. I mean, it it ended. That was the good. It ended. I mean, if you go through that game and you look, yeah, there's some good plays. Yes, there's some good moments. But 
not enough that I want to talk about them. Right. I mean, what do you take from that? I watched a team show up to Madison, Wisconsin, and just give up. Yeah. They got punched in the face. They did. Wisconsin came out, punched them right in the face. And to their credit, came right back down, busted play, first play. Patterson finds Ronnie Bell, big play. What do you know? Fumble. And then what did they do the rest of the game? They turtled. Yeah. They went into their shell and they hid. They they fumbled the ball and they thought, oh, God, here we go again. And the rest of the game was, here we go again, here we go again. Everybody was moping. It was hard to watch. It really was. I mean... And any, any fan I've talked to and anything I've listened to, that's what they all said. It's like, they it was painful. Yeah. Like, that, that is the worst loss in Jim Harbaugh's era. Oh, yeah. It blows the Ohio State game and the Florida game from last year out head and shoulders because of how embarrassing it was. Charles Woodson said it was embarrassing afterwards. It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I hope every one of those players felt embarrassed. Because it was, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was only 35 to 14. It was worse than that. Mm-hmm. Paul Chris let off the gas. Yeah. He could, that could have been 50, 60 easily because they were running through a month. It was nothing. So that, it was embarrassing. So, I mean, things I wrote down here, I mean, there, I didn't see a heart. No. You know, people say you can't. You can't tell people are working hard. You can't tell people have passion. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Well, look at Devin Bush when he played last year. Yeah. That dude had heart. That dude had passion. You could see it. Chase Winovich, that dude had heart. That dude had passion. Yeah, you could see it. Mm-hmm. There's none of that on this team. I couldn't tell you a single person short of maybe Aiden Hutchinson, Khalid Hudson maybe, that legitimately make me think, yeah, these dudes want to go out there and wreck somebody. It's just not there. Offensively, defensively, offensive linemen just like, they're just there. They're just yeah. in the way. The McCaffrey hit to me is perfect. It's a perfect example of it. That kid comes, that safety comes down, and it was a cheap shot. I don't give a shit what anybody yeah. says. That was cheap. He was going to the ground, and you're diving at his head. I don't care if his body moved, and I've played. I understand it's fast pace. I don't care. That was cheap. Oh, but, yeah. but what happened after he got hit? Everybody stood around and looked. Yeah. If I'm an offensive tackle, my quarterback just got his head damn near ripped off. I'm not saying go over there and punch a dude in the face, but I'm getting in somebody's face. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna somebody's gonna know that I'm standing there. Mm-hmm. And nobody did anything. Caesar Reeves went over and knelt down by him to see if he's okay. Cool, at least you were there. But nobody else did a damn thing. They just stood there and looked at him. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. That's your brother, and he just got murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still in concussion. He's he's not even dressing this week. I mean, he's jacked up. Hits like that can end careers. That's the stuff they're trying to get out of the game, and you did nothing. You stood there and watched it. Yeah. Push somebody. Chirp at somebody. Get in somebody's face. I'm not saying throw punches. I'm not saying be ignorant. I'm not saying all that. Show that you care. Show the emotion. Because you you damn sure didn't show it in your play later. You didn't show it by lighting somebody up and burying somebody on the offensive line because all we did was get our asses blown off the ball for 60 minutes. Both sides of it. So there was no heart. On that note, where's your seniors? Where's the leaders of this team? Who is Who are the leaders of this team? Because I damn sure couldn't tell you. It ain't Shea Patterson. No. It ain't Cesar Ruiz. It's not Ben Bredesen. These guys that have been three and four years starters, where's LaVert Hill? Making mistakes. Donovan Peoples-Jones not practicing, hardly playing. Where are these guys at? 
Yeah. No senior leadership. Nobody is being held accountable for it. I feel bad for a guy like Carl Kemp who plays his ass off, but he's just not physically talented as these guys. But he plays his ass off. He tries. He plays hard. He's just not physically there from what everybody else is. But these seniors that are studs and they're talented, I don't see it. Where is it? Yeah. Where, where's, where's the passion? Where's all these dudes that Don Brown talks about? We got yeah. dudes. We got dudes everywhere. You got a bunch of guys, if you ask me, because these dudes ain't playing like dudes. No. You want to see dudes? Look at what LSU's doing to people. <laughs> you want to see dudes? Go to Clemson. Go to Alabama. Go look in Columbus because they got dudes. Yeah. I mean, these aren't dudes. These are just guys. I want the dudes that they're talking about. So all of that wrapped up into one thing. I'm tired of all of the me, me, me guys and these guys that don't want to go hard. And they started talking about it. Hardball's alluded to it that guys are going to have to earn their spots again. And if you don't earn your spots, you're going to sit. Good. Good. Start benching some people because maybe that'll light a fire under their ass. I want to see more Giles Jackson. I want more Mike Sainristel. And our defensive line is getting murdered every single game. So, God damn it, give Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith a chance. If nothing else, they're big. They're both over 300 pounds. Yeah, they're true freshmen, 18, 19-year-old kids. I bet you they're more talented than what we're putting out there right now. And if, if you're not getting the effort out of the dudes that are better, quote-unquote, who what the hell's the matter? Put the dudes in that are younger. At least maybe maybe they'll try harder. But we need it. We got to do something. Dax Hill. I want to see Dax Hill playing every single snap. He's the most athletic player on your team, and he doesn't play that much. Yeah. I mean, he's dynamic. Put him on the field. These true freshmen, you don't know. Put them out there. Because your, your seniors and your juniors and your redshirt juniors, they ain't doing shit. That was, that was embarrassing to watch as a Michigan fan. That's why I haven't said anything, because I was embarrassed. That's hard to watch. I can't, and I'm not saying these kids don't care. I'm not saying these kids don't love football. They do, but there wasn't a whole lot of that shown on the field. That was a lot of lay down and die. Only you could argue that Chris has got a team that wants it a hell of a lot more. And yeah, that's exactly what you saw. Oh, Wisconsin, they damn sure did. They came out, they were hitting. They, you know what? They were playing. They were playing through the whistle. They were playing, playing past the whistle, and I can respect it mm-hmm. because that's what Michigan, Michigan used to be back in the day. You used to drive dudes into the dirt, and guess what? The whistle blew. You're still pushing a little bit more. I miss those days. I want that. And now I don't know if you've heard these latest rumors, but now they're talking about dudes are start talking about sitting out the rest of the year to prepare for the NFL draft. Oh God! The name. There's players talking. DPJ and Tariq Black. Are the names that are, and these are strictly rumors right now. I don't know how much truth there is to these. If that's true, leave. Sitting out of bowl games, one thing. Who the hell are you to sit out a season? You ain't Jerry Judy. Yeah. Trey yeah. Black's played eight games. He's been hurt. You need to put tape. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the physical, the size, and the measurables. Who the hell are you? Yeah. You need to play. Get on the field. And I had a I had a feeling about DPJ, this whole hamstring thing that's been lingering. It just didn't feel right. And so this is true. It makes me believe all more the same. Like that he's just yeah whatever. I'll go to the NFL. I think Michigan needs to get away from these high end recruits that everybody's got to have the five star guys. You know, Michigan was a lot better off in their time when they were getting the dudes that wanted to be at Michigan. Instead of getting the Rashawn Gary, who's a great player, great talent, but you know you never really got his full effort. 
Donovan Peoples Jones, five star, great player, great talent, but now he's hurt. And you know, you see all this Tariq Black, same thing. How many four and five star guys are we going to run through here that just don't care because they're not? They're just there for the next step. Get back to recruiting your grassroots. Get you get your guys back. Maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe that's what Harbaugh needs to do. Get back into being Michigan. Because what we're doing now sure as hell ain't working. This looks like a 7-5, 8-4 team right now. At best. At best. And if that happens, then yes, he should be fired. 7-5, 8-4, you're fired. But there's, there's not a question about it. With this talent and this roster, if they give up on you, that's your fault. But 7-5, 8-4, absolutely, he should get fired. He won't get fired through the season. He'll play the whole season out. Now, if he loses a Rutgers Saturday, then you might just fire him on, on the field. But yeah, that's not going to Yeah, that better not happen. But and the last thing I'm going to go in on for now, and I'm sure there will be more later, I'm done with Don Brown. Really? I'm done with the Don Brown experiment. Because what's going to happen Saturday is Don Brown's going to come out and he's going to shut Rutgers out. Oh, yeah. Because they suck and they don't have talent. Yeah. But when Notre Dame comes to town, he's going to get gashed. When we go to Penn State, he's going to get gashed. When we go to Ohio State, he's going to get gashed. He's a great coach when he can beat up on guys that aren't as good as him. He's a great coach when he's got more talent. But what happens when you get good athletes? What happened in Wisconsin? Those offensive linemen bullied him. And Jonathan Taylor said, I'm just going to sit back here and lay beyond belt my way to the end zone. That's all he did. He stood back there, waited, found a hole, gone. And Don Brown's stubborn ass is too stubborn to make changes and to, to change his scheme to stop what's happening. I'm done with it. Michigan has always had good defenses. They had good defenses before him. They'll have good defenses after him. I'm good with the Don Brown experiment. Time to go. I'm done with that 100%. There's, I don't need it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. This this is a different game of football nowadays. You can't sit there and out-talent everybody because you're not more talented. Yeah. With the schedule and teams in the Big Ten, you're not more talented than everybody you're playing. So time to get off. It's time to shit or get off the pot, and I think he's done. I hope there's a mid-level coaching head coaching job that he wants and he goes and takes it. I'm starting to wish that he would have taken that job. What was it, Temple? Yeah, it's Temple. I'm starting to wish he would have taken that job because I'm just sick of the same old thing. Every time we play a good team, defense gets gashed. Offense didn't lose that game in Columbus last year. No. Defense lost that game. Yes, they got put in bad situations because of the offense at times. Look at all the big games we've lost. It's because the defense lets up plays. Notre Dame last year, first part of the game, down 21 nothing. Wisconsin Saturday, 28 nothing at halftime. Where's your defense? Wisconsin's not even more talented. No. You've got better athletes than them. You just got your ass whipped. So I'm done. Don Brown, see ya. I'm good. I've had enough. It was fun while it lasted. DJ Durkin's a better defensive coordinator than you. I'm good with it. I'm done with it. He can scream and yell. Great motivator. Love to play for the guy, but I'm good. He needs to go back to Boston College or something because I'm over it. So, I mean, I can go more and more and more and more, but I don't think I need to. Um, Jim Harbaugh, like I said, Jim Harbaugh's safe. He's not going anywhere. The school loves him. But if things keep down this path, then he will. And if they keep going down this path, then I'm good with it. That's fine. There's other options out there. They may not have the support of the university like he would, but there's other options out there. Yeah. So that's I'm, I'm going to stop for there because I need to. For the sanity of all things holy, I need to stop there because I could go a lot further. But 
that's my good, bad, and ugly, and ugly, and ugly, and bad, and good. Oh, there wasn't any good. Refers to good. It was all bad and ugly. So <laughs> let's hope that they go out Saturday and make a statement. I want to see 58 nothing, something like that, just to make me feel a little better. So I don't know. I think I'm done for now. Done for now? I think so. You exercise the demons? I feel a little better, but I think I could go longer too. So do you have any questions or thoughts or anything you want to get out? Yeah, I've got a maybe a couple questions, a few thoughts. Okay. What's going on? Well, we'll go ahead and lay it on me. So I guess first thing that it's more of a thought that I have as a state fan, uh, kind of witnessing what happened in Michigan last week. And I think it's a little ironic that a lot of Michigan fans came out and said that, and I was a Spartan fan that said it, that Sparty was playing for, I guess, their fan and team lives last week. And somehow, ironically, I feel like Harbaugh may have lost the team this past week. Um, to me, when a coach says, well, we were out coached, yes, you were, but you had two weeks to prepare. Now, as you alluded to about how the players just don't really acted like they're just beat and stuff, I mean, that's one, I think that's quality of player you have. You no longer have Devin Bush. You have no Winoviches. You have nobody on there that's going to smack you in the face and say, wake up, it's time to play. I don't care if we're down 35 to nothing. I'm coming out there and I'm knocking somebody's head off. Like you said, you don't have that anymore. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. And I I guess to me, I find it just very ironic that people rip state for performances like that. And Michigan's the one that came out and did that this week. Now, granted, Sparty hasn't played Wisconsin yet, so I don't know what the hell's going to happen, you know, in three weeks. Um, but I just, I don't get it. I mean, it's, with Harbaugh, I mean, he's got the talent. He's got, he's got the guys, maybe not the dudes. But, I don't know, to me, it just, it just feels like, like you had said, that nobody wants they want to be there, but they don't want to be there. And I think I think that does start with Harbaugh. Um, it's interesting because when you watch him in the NFL, which, granted, I thought he was an asshole in the NFL. <laughs> well, um, he, was. he was. But it's just a completely different, just very mild manner, just kind of, oh, okay, you know, we'll just do what we got to do. And I think what that team needs right now is NFL Harbaugh. He need, they need somebody that's going to get in your face and say, what the hell are you doing? Now, see, I've seen that take going around, too, is where's throwing my play sheet up in the air, mad Harbaugh, where's that guy, do they need that guy? And, and maybe they do. I mean, who knows? Right. I, nobody knows what kids yeah. and what players need as motivation, but oh, they need something. So if it's that, and and he, he can do that again, I just I almost get the feeling that he doesn't have that anymore. Is he losing the passion for that anymore? I almost. I mean, dare I say it, I almost feel like he's just losing his passion. Period. I, I, and you know what? Is he getting John Beeline? Matt? Is he getting to the point where Michigan's not going to let us cheat 
and do the things that these other schools w are willing to do. And I'm trying to beat these teams, but I can't do it. So mm -hmm. I'm tired of trying to do it and getting nowhere. Is that the case? Because John Beeline flat out said he was tired of college basketball. Yeah. I mean, he, he was tired of trying to do it the right way all the time. So is Harbaugh getting the, the John Beeline effect? Maybe. And that's entirely possible. I mean, not saying that Michigan's squeaky clean because nobody no, is. Everybody's no, got no, skeletons, no. but they're not doing like other schools in the South. No. So, because the Michigan's admissions won't allow it. I mean, yeah. you can only sneak so many players through. Yeah. You can, I mean, and they got to be really good to sneak them through. Like Anthony Thomas was really good, and they snuck him through. If you ever heard him have an interview, it wasn't. He didn't get into Michigan on his grades. Right. Right. <laughs> so maybe he is burned out because of that. And maybe that means he is ready to go back to the NFL. Which it's funny because now if you listen to the NFL rumor mill, already churning that Browns are going to fire Freddie Kitchens and all Jimmy Harbaugh is going to hop on down the highway and scoop up some Baker Mayfield and Odell. And I mean, it would make sense because he can stay in Ann Arbor. Yeah. His family loves to be in Ann Arbor. I mean, his wife loves it. His dad and mom love it there. So it makes sense. Hell, I love it there. So that's a good dad. It's a good town. But it's, it's the exact same thing Beeline did. Beeline still lives in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all at this point because he does not seem like he enjoys it anymore. No. He... He, he's not that fiery, passionate guy that he was. And maybe that's what they need. But I don't know. And, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't, I, I get, I don't, I don't fully understand what is happening in Ann Arbor. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody really does. Mm -hmm. I think, well, that's not true. There's a 200 and some people in Schembechler Hall that they understand. Mm -hmm. And there's probably legitimately three to four people in the Harbaugh family that know truly what's going on. Like, if Jim is losing it, losing the passion, I guarantee him and his wife know, and I guarantee that his mom and his dad know. But outside of that, nobody else is going to ever know. But it wouldn't be at all surprised. And I saw a thing on Twitter. I follow a certain individual on Twitter that is extremely weird, but always seems to find those big stories with Michigan. He claims he has a guy that calls him. And he put a thing at the beginning of the year that said this was going to be Jim Harbaugh's last year and he was going to walk away after the season per his own fruition. Like, he was done. He didn't want to do it anymore. And now all this stuff is starting to happen, and his teams just seem like he's not there, and he seems like he's yeah. not there. It just kind of feels like it. And if that's the case, don't linger around. Go. Because yeah. there is good young talent out there that we can try to get. So, I don't know. Lane Kiffin. Yeah, he's, he's not leaving Boca. <laughs> I don't want him as a head coach anyways. Yeah, no, I will The USC failed in that route with him. We understand that. But what else? Do you have any other thoughts or questions? No, I mean, it. to me it's refreshing because I, I feel like, and it's both sides, you get a lot of homers out there that oh yeah that beat their chests and Harbaugh till I died, Antonio till I die. And I've been a Harbaugh defender. You have. I've been a Harbaugh defender. I I, I firmly believe that there is nobody that you, there is nobody the university will support more. No. There is nobody no. out there for that. But it just seems like it's running its course. It just feels that way. Now I hope maybe we get 2016 Penn State you know, yeah. they came to the big house and got their pants pulled down, got their ass smacked, and sent back home. 
I mean, they did. They did? Flat out. And then that's exactly what just happened in Wisconsin. What did Penn State do? They figured it out. They went on to win the Big Ten title. They went on to win the Rose Bowl. And you know what the common denominator was of that 16 team and this Michigan team is? Mm -hmm. A new offensive coordinator whose name was Joe Moorhead, who had Josh Gaddis as one of his analysts on his offensive staff. It's a little parallel right there. I'm not saying that's going to happen. And I'm not predicting it. I don't think that's going to happen. From what I saw, that's not the pieces. But it is an uncanny thing that you look at and say, well, they had a brand new offensive coordinator who brought in this offensive scheme that was really like, whoa. And they were they struggled out of the gate. A lot of injuries early in the season for that Penn State team. A lot of injuries early for Michigan. But then when they turned it on, remember how dynamic that yeah. offense looked? That was the first year of Saquon. Yeah. That's when Trace McSorley was just out there hitting dingers every play. Yeah. What's to say that this offense doesn't make that same kind of leap? Maybe that's all it is. I hope that's all it is. But I don't know. So I I do have a kind of a thought, and it, it I don't know, it might muddy the waters a little bit, but so McCaffrey's out. I think Shea is questionable. He's been practicing. He's been practicing? That's what they said today. Do you go with Melton this weekend? I mean, I think you give him some reps, but Shea needs to play. If, if he's gonna, if Joe Milton's not ready to be the starting quarterback, and I don't know if he ever will be. I don't know what he's, what his talent level is, but Shea's gonna have to play, and he needs the confidence more than anything. He needs to go out there and have a game like he had last year, where he completes a lot of passes and scores touchdowns and gets points. He he needs that for him. Yeah, because you can't win without a quarterback playing well. No, oh, especially not the Big Ten. You can't. So, I mean, Shea needs to play if he's healthy enough. If he's not healthy and he's going to hurt himself more, then let Joe Milton go out there and just sling it because the kid can chuck it. Well, and that's the thing is I feel like Milton could, dare I say, open up your RPO a little bit more. and He's got the arm for it. Just the question is the, the question with Joe Milton has always been decision-making. Yeah. Because he's got the body. He's built like an NFL quarterback of the old days. He's got a cannon for an arm. So he's got all the tools. It just comes down to his decision-making. And nobody knows that. You can be a bad practice player and a good game player. So, But yeah. when he has come in, granted garbage time, so kind of a skewed thing, he's done a lot of picks in his time that he's come in. Yeah. So I don't know. I think if Shea's healthy enough to play, though, he needs to play just for his own sake. He needs the confidence. I like it. So... What do you got? Any other questions? No, no Anything man. Else? No, I think that's it. Um, it's a very interesting week. I think both of our teams have some very large question marks for the rest of the season. Um, I know at the beginning of the season we kind of were thinking that East is a little open, but holy shit, Ohio yeah, State. Ohio man, State's the cream of the crop, so that's not even a question at yeah. this point. So. into segment three here. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of our top four teams where we see for college football. And I don't, I didn't necessarily take this as if the playoff started today, who would be in the playoff, but I took this more as who I see as the four best teams in college. So that's kind of where I went with mine. I don't know how you, I don't know if that's what you went with yours or if you went more who's in the playoff right now. So why don't you go ahead. Who do you got? What's your four teams right now. So I'll start off from I guess I've got two teams that I guess you could say are on the outside looking in. Um, 
right now those two would be Auburn and Oklahoma. Um, what's his name? Bo Nix? Is that his name? Oh, buddy. Whew, believe. He's, he's looking good. I mean, Auburn goes down to A&M, beats A&M. Still riding high on the Aggies, but does what he goes down. Freshman gets a gets a job done. Super hostile environment. I mean, good on him. I don't think they're in. He's in the league as Alabama and LSU, but I think they're they're close. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma. I mean, what's more to be said about that? That offense is super dynamic. Jalen Hurts is leading the charge. Really haven't played much yet, so I'm going to be very intrigued once they play Texas and Iowa State. Iowa State, and they start getting into that beef of that schedule. I mean, if Jalen Hurts starts putting up the numbers, continues to put the numbers up that he has been, I think he's, I think he's a Heisman winner. Um, I guess my fourth team uh, would be Wisconsin. I think. What they're doing right now is extremely impressive. Uh, only given up 14 points in three games. One of those games was Michigan. Um, that's just flat-out impressive. I don't care who you are. I mean, granted, those two games were cupcakes before Michigan, but but damn, mm-hmm. that is, they are a good team. Nothing to say. You don't, yeah, I mean, they did it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, third team, which I... I guess you could kind of split them between the two. Third team would be LSU. Uh, what Ogeron and Burroughs are doing down in, in Baton Rouge are, needs to be noticed, and I think people are seeing that. And LSU can play. Joe Brady's the higher of the season. Yeah, absolutely. He's a coordinator there. Yeah, he's <laughs> that team is just they're incredible. Di- they're dynamic. They are dynamic. Maybe one of the better LSU teams we've maybe ever seen. Ever since Saban was there. Yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. Um, and then the other two, I mean, it's Bama. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's more, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about Bama. You don't need to. I mean, we don't, we know what they are. And then first is it's still Clemson. I still think defending national champ needs to be, until needs you, to be until, you, until you beat me. Right. Um, I feel like their schedule now is just coast. Um, yeah, don't fall asleep. Yeah, but don't fall asleep. Because don't they? have got Virginia coming up, don't they? Uh, I don't know. The game the game that they need to be worried about, in my opinion, and i got to see when they actually play them, but it's Wake Forest. Really? Wake Forest could put up points. So they got they're at North Carolina, Florida State, at Louisville, Boston College, Wofford, at NC State, home versus Wake, and at South Carolina. That home game versus Wake before a rivalry game, Wake can score points. So that's a game that you know that's that's one that they can't sleep through. So otherwise, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna steamroll everybody else. Oh, could you imagine if Wake rolls in, beats them? That'd be so right that'd, before that'd be conference so, title. So funny. So, funny. so, so Jordan. Uh, let's uh let's hear what you got. So my my four teams I broke down to eight to start. And it's all the names that you heard Lane say, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Georgia, Auburn, Ohio State, LSU, Bama, and Clemson. Those were my top eight teams because I don't think there's anybody else in the conversation for the best teams. Obviously, 1A, 1B, Clemson, Bama. For me, three is LSU. They've just been, like I said, they've just looked so good. Joe Burrow has impressed the hell out of me. Joe Brady's calling that offense, and they still have the dudes of LSU. I mean, they've always had that talent. So, to me, they've been three. 
it just it's just impressive. Four is it's Ohio State for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they haven't played the talented teams that some of these other guys have played, but man, that's that offense is dynamic. The defense isn't what it was last year where they gave up a lot of points. They haven't been giving up those points. I mean, they were down 5 nothing to Miami, Ohio, and scored <laughs> 76 straight points. Yeah. Is that I don't care who it is. Yeah, it was 76. I think it was 70. 70-something. 70 they were down 5 to nothing and scored 70 straight points. I don't care who you're playing. That's just impressive. <laughs> so those are my four with Oklahoma, Georgia, Auburn, Wisconsin. All four of those guys are right there. I mean, every week is going to separate them one way or another. So, and with that, I've told you about this earlier. My crazy hot take right now is I think there is a better chance that the college football playoff has three SEC teams in it over a Big Ten champ and Big 12 champ. That's so. I'm saying that I see Clemson and three SEC teams before I see Clemson and SEC, a Big Ten, and a Big Twelve. That's my thought process on it. I think it's more likely that you see three SEC teams in the four conferences. So, do you think? So, say Ohio State ends up running the table, ends up undefeated. You think somebody like Auburn or well, so so here's my scenario because I don't have anybody undefeated in this entire season but Clemson. Okay, that's that's how I get to this now. So Bama's got Ole Miss, A and M, Tennessee, Arkansas, home versus LSU at Mississippi State and at Auburn. I got them winning everything up until at Auburn and losing at Auburn. Okay, crazy things happen at Jordan Hare at night. I've said it all season, yeah. so I got that's Bama's one loss right now. LSU. It's got Utah State, Florida, at Mississippi State, Auburn, Bama, Old Miss, Arkansas, and AM. Their lone loss being Bama at home, beating Auburn at home the week before. So now LSU's got one loss. Georgia. At Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, at Florida, Mizzou, at Auburn, AM, and at Georgia Tech. I have their one loss being at Auburn because crazy things happen to Jordan Hare at night. Right now you're seeing a trend here. So now Georgia's got one loss. Auburn coming into it. Oh, I had Mississippi State at Florida, at Arkansas, at LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, Bama. Obviously, I said they beat Georgia. I said they beat Bama. Lone losses at LSU. So now they're at one loss. So then I don't know how the SEC tiebreaker works in the East, but Bama, LSU, or Auburn, whoever's in there, Basically, the SEC championship becomes a playing game between Georgia and whoever. Winners in, losers out. So now you have the other two sitting there with one loss. So say say the tiebreaker works out and Auburn's playing Georgia, and Georgia beats Auburn in the SEC championship game. So Georgia's in. Then you have Bama and LSU with one loss each. (laughs) And now Oklahoma loses at Texas, wins at Kansas State, Iowa State, Loses at Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. See, Mike Gundy. And then they turn around and beat Texas in the Big 12 Championship. Now they got two losses. Ohio State. This is the craziest one for this to happen. Beat Michigan State. Beat Wisconsin. Beat Penn State. Lose at Michigan and lose to Wisconsin in a rematch in the Big 10 title game. Two loss Ohio State team. Wisconsin, obviously lose at Ohio State. Win versus Iowa. Win at Nebraska. Win at Minnesota. And then you lose to Ohio State. In the Big Ten title game, two loss Wisconsin. 
So then you have all those teams with two losses, and ain't nobody to Pac-12 getting in. No. Ain't nobody. No. <laughs> ain't nobody, nobody got time for that. Crazy scenario. I know it's hard to think that, that, could, that it's even fathomable, but when I looked at the schedules, it's realistically possible that that could happen because, to me, Bama, LSU, Georgia, and Auburn are better than a lot of these other teams. So if Oklahoma's defense isn't up to snub and they get beat early, if Ohio State doesn't Ohio State, it used to be Clemsoning. Now maybe it's Ohio State because they lost to Iowa. They lost to Purdue. Do they have that fumble game where they lose? Maybe Michigan State gets them. Maybe Penn State gets them again. You know, Wisconsin, you still don't know if they're a playoff contender yet. So they're going to slip up. Maybe they slip up at Minnesota. I just, it's, I, I, got, I hate it because I don't want the SEC to be good. I want the SEC to suck. But what I'm seeing, I think there's three SEC teams and Clemson. I mean, that way you, way you sell that, man, that, that's feasible. I mean, that Bama, LSU, Georgia, and Clemson. That's that'd a, be, that would be, if I was calling my shot, that's what I'd call Bama, LSU, Georgia, and Clemson. That'd be my shot that I'd call right now. That's some twisted shit. It really makes you stop and think. Now, it's all going to go to shit next week because freaking George is going to get upset at Tennessee. Watch. Just to throw a wrinkle <laughs> in the whole thing. But, <laughs> it, I mean, that's the way the whole season's gone. So, But that just, you know, it lines up. Now, Auburn's obviously got to take care of a lot of games at home, and that's yeah. a tough-ass schedule. At LSU, Ole Miss, and then Georgia and Bama at home back-to-back. <laughs> it's not back-to-back weeks. I wrote it down back-to-back, but that's because they have their bye game. Okay. They're playing Howardsville School of the Blind <laughs> before Bama. They both have that game in between there, so I didn't even write that down. Shout-out to the Eagles. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. Any other thoughts? I know it's crazy, but... No, man. I mean, it, much as I... Hate it. I mean, I like it. I, it's insanity. It's, I'd be really interested to see too what would happen if you had Ohio State and Oklahoma both with one loss, and those three SEC teams with one loss. You know, make I, that. Then, how much would the committee really value a conference championship? If you that's want, what it would come down to. If you want to watch a man have a stroke on ESPN, turn it on for Paul Feinbaum with that what, situation. Especially happened. if it's Bama that's not in the SEC yeah, title. Yeah, I mean, that's really possible. If you have Oklahoma, Ohio State with one loss and these three teams with one loss. I mean, I'm not I'm not as sold on Bama as I once was. But they got a lot of injuries to get through. They do. So, but they're they're still good. I mean, yeah, they've got talent for. They're still leaps and bounds. About them. I don't know. That's my that's my take. Far fetched, maybe, but it's exciting if nothing else. Dude, that is exciting. It'll make for a very very interesting selection day, and people around the world's heads will explode if the SEC gets three teams in there. Oh my god, they will, and I'll be. Nauseous watching it, but I'll also come back on here and say, I told you so. You will. (laughs) So, mark it down on September 25th, 2019. Jordan is calling three SEC teams, three SEC teams in the playoffs. So, if you had that, I mean, I'm just going to ask for a shit to giggles. You've got that layout. It's a national title game. LSU Clemson. Ooh. LSU wins it. Right now, if that's what I'd pick, that's what I'd pick. I like it. So I like it.
All right, it's uh, lately my favorite segment. The worst part of the podcast right now. So I just want to start off by saying last week, good week for me. Opened up a three-game lead. He's cheating. I swear he's cheating. Yeah, it's not, it's not cheating when you're good, man. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, last week opened up a three-game lead on Jordan. So, uh, title's snugly fitting on my arm. Maybe it's because it's a, a child's WWE belt. Or... Yeah, it would fit on my daughter, but, hey, <laughs> it's ours. It's ours. It's our, it's our Goldie. <laughs> so, Jordan, uh, where are we looking at so, this week? Yeah, this week's slate is we made some changes to it. Like I said last week, I, I picked out all these games preseason based on kind of matchups I thought were going to be good, and then we're going to modify them as we go. And I know I'm sorry I didn't post anything out on social media with the games this week. Got Things got chaotic, and I forgot to get it out there. But um, we got some good games. So first game on the list is Friday night. That's very interesting. Big Ten Friday night games. I still can't get used to it. No. Penn State at Maryland. Penn State's dropping six and a half. Which Maryland team are we going to get? Are we going to get 70-point Maryland, or are we going to get 20-point Maryland? What do you think? It feels like a trap game. Mm-hmm. It really does. It, to me, it feels like a trap game. Um, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sold on Penn State. But I think Penn State squeaks out of here with a win, maybe four points. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think they cover. But um, Maryland coming off that Temple game where they just kind of laid an egg at home at night Friday night. It's kind of a weird atmosphere. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Penn State too, but I don't I don't feel good about it. I would not be surprised at all if Maryland wins that game, and we'll find we're going to learn more about Penn State this week. Yeah, we're definitely going to learn more about Penn State this week. So the other Friday night game we got is Lane's. Oh, sorry, it's not your team, is it? Oh, I got that confused. <laughs> Arizona State Sun Devils at maybe this season's surprise team of the year, the California Golden Bears, and guess what? The last remaining undefeated Pac-12 Cal Golden Bears. Damn. Cal is dropping four and a half at home to Arizona State. A little Pac-12 after dark game. Action. Can it be UCLA Washington State from last week? Where that did you see the highlights of that game? My God, Penn yeah. State or UCLA comes back down 35 points or something to win it, and not even in overtime they scored 100 and something points. So. Um, this game, I don't have a good read on because both teams' defenses are good, but Cal's is kind of snuck by uh, Ole Miss. Was that Ole Miss last week? That's yeah, Ole Miss. and Ole Miss is bad. So I, I think I'm going to take Arizona State on the road. You're going to take the fight? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all on her Edwards. He's going to be good out there. Oh, I think. He's not quite there yet, but he's going to be good out there. I think so. he's about a year or two away from Absolutely. dominating Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. So I got Arizona State. What do you think? Um, I The Sparty in me wants Arizona <laughs> State because I want Arizona State to keep winning out. And then that loss doesn't look as bad. Well, they, they, they did just lose, what, Colorado last yeah, week, Yeah, by too. three. So. We don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Cal Golden Bears. Again, I... Keeping their playoff hopes alive. <laughs> Keeping that patch. 
you know, I don't. I guess I don't know enough about they're, Cal. They're very good defensively, and that's what everything I've read is that they're very good defensively. And I, I'm going to take Cal. I think okay. it'll be a low scoring scoring affair, but I'm going to take Cal at home. All right, moving to Saturday, we got the Nooners. Looks like we got four noon games. Uh, first one, Iowa home against Middle Tennessee. Um, I think Iowa probably wins this game handily, but it's going to be a classic Iowa win, like 35-14 or something. It's never, they're not, they don't ever blow anybody out. No. So I don't, I don't think they blow anybody out. I don't have a spread for this game either, which is weird. But yeah, I didn't either. I'll take Iowa. Take Iowa over Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I agree, Iowa. So the next game, Northwestern at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's now laying 24 and a half, so Vegas is believing in the Badgers. Um, they're not going to cover that spread. I'll tell you that because Northwestern's defense isn't that bad. No. But Wisconsin, I think, does win. I can see them winning by, you know, 17, 18 points, but uh, I don't think they win by 25. So take the points if I can take them. But I got Wisconsin. What do you think? Yeah, Badgers. Yeah. The next game is more of the homer game, and it doesn't have any effect on me because I'm not affiliated to either school, but I know a lot of people that are. So Central versus Western. Uh, Chippewas versus the Broncos. Western is dropping 17 and a half in this game. And Central just took Miami of Florida, not Miami of Ohio. Miami of Florida to the brink last week. In Miami. In Miami. So maybe Jim McElwain's got the right sharks up there now that he's swimming <laughs> with and they're they're oh, doing snake they're doing things the right way. But I where what do you got? Where are you at with this? So you have some ties to it, don't you? <laughs> no, I've got a lot of partying ties to it. Uh, yeah, heard, a lot heard of that. good nights that I don't remember up there. Um, so I'm sure everybody that's listening is very much familiar with the rivalry. And <laughs> I mean, if you follow Twitter and their barstool accounts, it's it's friggin' gold this week. Um, I, I'm taking the Broncos. I don't. I don't see it being close. I think Central Michigan gave it all last week, and I think they're going to come into this game, and I think Western's just too good offensively. Oh, see, I think it's close. Yeah. I, I, I got Western, too, but I think it's close. I, it's a rivalry game. Yeah. You know, throw out those records. It doesn't yeah. matter. I, I, it's close. I'll take the Broncos because I think their offense is just way better. Yeah. But it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be in the 40s. I bet the over. I don't know what it is. I didn't look, but I'll take Western um, for sure. Oh, so. yeah. Next game, I think this is one I wanted to replace, but there just wasn't a whole lot out there. Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's laying 27. I'll probably give that 27. I think Oklahoma probably routes this game. I mean, there's nothing worth talking about it. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts goes off again. Bolsters the Heisman campaign. So. Then we move to the 3.30 games. This game is inter- interesting to me. Minnesota at Purdue. Minnesota's given to. Purdue, you just don't know. Like, one week you get, yeah, okay, good Purdue. Yeah. Next week, whoa, what was that? To me, a lot of it comes down to if Elijah Sindelar plays because of their quarterback. I think they're a lot better with him, even though he's nothing, like, earth-shattering. But I don't know. I, I don't know if he's playing. So, that being said, I'm going to take the fighting P.J. Flex, and they're going to roll the boat, 
to move four and zero. But if Cinderella plays, that that game's gonna be close. Yeah, um, I I'm taking Minnesota as well. Um, I'm not comfortable taking it though. But you can't be because Minnesota's played every game close. They, yeah, they can't beat anybody comfortably. No, so. now watch they end up. Going into this Big Ten play and absolutely just I'll start railroading people. Yeah, yeah. PJ Flex got just laid in the weeds. We could both be wrong there. So the next game out to the Big Twelve: Iowa State at Baylor, three thirty kick. The line: Iowa State minus three, and Baylor's they're they're getting better, but I think Iowa State's better than that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that line as well. So I I, I had the Cyclones and I've got them. Comfortably, I mean, 14, 18 points, I think. Baylor's getting better, but Iowa State, I think, gets kind of poo-pooed on because of that Iowa game where how do you count that? I mean, there's yeah. five hours of delays. I mean, I, I like the Cyclones here, and I think they handle it 20, 25 points. I mean, I don't I don't think it's no. very close. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I, like you said, Baylor is rebuilding, but yeah, that – that caught me off guard only giving up three. That yeah, I don't, I'm not not a fan of that. But now I'm struggling with the Cyclones. All right. So next game is another interesting one. USC at Washington. Washington's minus ten and a half. USC, God knows what quarterback they're on now. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Washington and I'm going to lay the points. I think Jacob Easton's starting to get in his stride. I think you're going to see Washington start to beat some people. Yeah, I agree. Early, so. Huskies. Next game, Virginia at Notre Dame, number 330. Notre Dame's minus 12.5. Virginia seems to be the, the popular pick for the next best team in the ACC. But I don't know. I, 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 Bronco Mendenhall coaching there, so maybe he's getting right. But coming into South Bend, I like Notre Dame. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder after, after a Pretty surprisingly competitive game last weekend. Yeah, they I mean, played Georgia well. Yeah, I have, hard. I have to give them props. I mean, that was a that was a good game to lose. I mean, that it yeah it hurts. If there's hard. ever a bad loss, I guess you could handle that loss. Yeah, know? exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I'm taking the a good loss. I said that wrong. If there's ever a good loss, yeah, I know what you mean. Either way, listen to what I mean, not what I say. <laughs> Uh, next game, Mississippi State at Auburn. I think you can tell based on my hot take that I'm going War Dam Eagle and no more Cowbell. War so, Eagle. Well, we're on the War Eagle train. Uh, the next game, <laughs> I mean, game day is in Lincoln for some godforsaken reason. Ohio State at Nebraska. Ohio State's minus 17, and I think they cover all of that. And then some. I mean, Nebraska's just not there yet. Uh, their offense is good, and they'll score some points, but Ohio State might hang 60 on Nebraska. Their defense is bad. Yeah. Bad. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to take the, the big red for my <laughs> West How much pick. do you value that belt is the question. Too much, so I'm going to take Ohio State. There you go. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then to the feature games for us. Um, Rutgers at Michigan, minus 27.5. How the hell can you give Michigan 27.5 point spread when they can't do anything offensively? Power of Harbaugh. I mean, it is Rutgers, and what is a Rutgers? But I don't know. I'll take well, Michigan, obviously. Um, I just want to see a statement. I just want – I know it's Rutgers, and I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, they're back if they beat Rutgers 50 to nothing, but I want them to beat Rutgers 50 to nothing. 
just to make people feel better, you know? Well, it's kind of an ego booster for the team if they come out. Confidence, if anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think that's close at all. I think Michigan rolls, and I, I think you might see a little bit of life, but again, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Right. Last game, uh, Indiana is coming to East Lansing. Michigan State's laying 14. That's the same line that it was for Northwestern. At Northwestern. So you're giving the same points at home to, in my opinion, a worse team. Does Vegas know something we don't? And I don't know. That It makes me uneasy because Indiana can score points and can score points quickly. Is it... The Indiana that played against Ohio State, because if that's the case, then I think Sparty rolls. Or is it an Indiana team that can pile on the points? I'm going to blink an eye. Um, I'm going to take Sparty. Uh, I think, I believe it's homecoming. So I think it is. So I think I think Sparty wins on homecoming. Yeah, I got Michigan State winning too. Um, I interesting to see how that defense does against a better offense. This will probably be the best offense they've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, Western was probably the best offense since that, besides that. So it'll be interesting. And the only thing I worry about is, like I said, you got Ohio State and Wisconsin the next two weeks. So don't look ahead. Don't look past Indiana because Michigan always does it and they take us to overtime every goddamn year. <laughs> so don't look past Indiana because they'll take you to overtime and piss you off. So that wraps up our picks. Do we, yeah. We're pretty close yeah. here, I think, this week. One game difference. So, Goldie just, stays home. So, be safe no matter what this week. But I, my Sun Devils, will they'll ride again. The fighting Herm Edwards. I need them to help me out. The Shockers. Whoa. It is weird they throw the Shocker up. Yes, it is. But it is Arizona State. I heard that's like the party school of the country. Like, yeah. So, hey, maybe Herm's got an idea down there. Goals. Goals, yeah. <laughs> so that wraps up our pick em segment. Um, try to get these out there again so you guys can pick along with us and keep track. I'm going to come back and get that belt too. So Damn. just stay tuned. There's a lot of games yeah, left. A lot of football so. left. That'll wrap up our pick em segment. segment here, kind of our NFL wrap-up of week three. Uh, there's still an undefeated team in the state of Michigan. What? What? Yeah. That's bad. I fully admit that I was wrong because I called them 0-6 and they're 2-0-1. So, fully admit I was wrong there. I got a, I got a joke for you. Oh, Lord. Knock, knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Sure as hell ain't the Lions, baby! <laughs> I like it. We won't be able to say that for very long. No. So, anyways, <laughs> on that note, first thing we're going to touch on is this sensation known as Patrick Mahomes and kind of who he is, what he is, and why has he been so good. And, yeah, everything else involved with that. Lane, what do you got? What are your thoughts? Let's hear it. So... Statistically, you look at Patrick Mahomes, through three games, he's thrown for 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, no INTs, and he has 135.9, or excuse me, 134.9 passer rating. Damn near perfect. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Andy <laughs> Reid, uh, can you imagine being the Bears right now? Oh. Picking up Trubisky when he packs on Deshaun 
and Mahomes. Yeah, but the Lions could make a history off of that. Ooh. Details. So didn't they pass on Adrian Peterson? Passed on Peterson. They passed on Donald for There's dropped him as prime. Yeah, there was a lot of guys. So that you can always hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's twenty. But damn it, Jordan. Let me have just this. Just gotta bring it into perspective. Let me it. trash the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question is: Is Mahomes better than last year? And I. It's hard to believe, and it's hard to say, but I say yes. He doesn't have Kareem Hunt anymore. Uh, Tyreek's out for... He's coming back because I need him. That's right. He was your keeper. I need him in fantasy. He's killing me right now. I lost by, like, 10 points last week, and you know he's doing... Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I... I think he's better. I mean, right now he's on track to throw for over 6,000 yards. <laughs> That's just dumb. I mean, dude's That's a cover so athlete on Madden, but Jesus, I didn't know he was actually playing Madden in he real is, life. He, he is playing video games right now. Good God. Andy, Andy Reid is actually controlling the sticks right now. He's just yeah. saying, oh, do, 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 do. oh, four verts, oh, do, do. check down, yep, got this. And he's playing it on rookie right now. Yeah. It's not, he's not playing all Madden. He's playing on rookie right now because he's just slicing and dicing your ass. He's, he's incredible. I mean, and outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean, he made Sammy Watkins look like a god. Yeah. He made Robinson look like a god two weeks ago. And then he made McCole Harbin look like a god this week. It's like, thank you for that pickup, even though it didn't work out for me at the end. But <laughs> that was a last-minute snag. See, there's a couple drafts I picked him up last round, and people said, who the hell's that? To keep an eye out. Yeah. So I have a question then. Mm-hmm. So Mahomes was a Cliff Kingsbury air raid. Texas yep. Tech kind of guy, and you're seeing more and more of these air raid quarterbacks making it into the NFL. Now Garner Minshew's and down at Jacksonville. Friggin' love that guy. Yeah, the mustache is oh powerful. God. He's got a power stash for sure. But my question is, is the air raid becoming more of the NFL staple? I mean, if you, if you think about it, if you run an air raid offense in college, you're throwing the ball a lot. So these NFL scouts get more time on task to see you throw the ball. So they can say, yeah, he can do it. We just got to fix him. Or, nope, he can't do it. We've seen him throw it a hundred times more than anybody else. I know I don't have him. You look at Mahomes and say, yeah, that dude's got the tools. We can make him legit. Minshew's not anything special, but he does the right things. Yeah. So is is the air raid going to be the new thing? It's trending that way. I mean, it. it's certainly becoming kind of like the NBA where I'm going to just shoot threes every yeah. freaking possession. Well, everybody always said, oh, they're system quarterbacks. They're system quarterbacks. Mm. Well, if that's the system you're running, then who gives a shit? Right. You know right. what I mean? I mean, and I'm going to tell you right now, Back to the old Michigan thing. If Harbaugh does go, Mike Leach is high on my list because of the air raid. I'm a man. No, that's Mike Gundy. Oh, Mike He's Leach. on my list, too. Mike Leach at Washington State. Oh. Mike Leach, Mike Gundy, they're both right there. I want Mike Leach just for the sound bites. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Mike Leach? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. my God. The air raid, that's what I'm saying. The air raid just seems like it's where everybody's going now. Everybody wants to throw the ball. Yeah. What everybody's doing. So yeah. do we see more of it? I think you do. I, I mean, you, you too. It, it's interesting because 10 years ago, I mean, what was his name from uh, Texas Tech? Was it Graham Harrell? Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. I mean, he looked 
like everybody was thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and, and then Crabtree are out there killing folks. Exactly, and then the scouts' big knockout on him was can't get under center. Yeah, he's never been under center. Can't get under center. Right, and now nobody's under center. Exactly, and now Andy Reid goes, okay, so Thanks. I'm not gonna <laughs> let him go under center then. Right, and it works really well. You really? don't have to score from the goal line when you score from 50 yards out. <laughs> no. And they're doing that a lot. Dear God. And then one thing I like to... One thing you know when you have a very good quarterback is he makes everybody around him better. Yep. And it's the Tom Brady effect. Yep. Tom Brady takes Absolutely. a bunch of scrubs and yeah. turns them into all-stars. Except and for Antonio Brown, he's a lost cause. Yeah, I'm done talking about that, dude. He's, yeah. he's a joke. He's in Central. Central. Yeah, he's back in Central. He's doing the right thing. Going back to get his degree. Hopefully he's taking English class. Maybe he's going to see if he can get some eligibility. <laughs> they beat Western if he's on the field. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if he's too busy not... Never mind. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get out of rabbit hole here. So back to it, Mahomes. I just God, he's good and he's talented. He's talented. So, which it's a familiar name you're gonna be hearing about because ironically that's who we play this week. <laughs> uh, which I'll get into that um, when I preview the Lions this week. Uh, so the next thing we're going to get into are a couple teams that have impressed and a couple teams that haven't impressed us last week. Uh, first team, I think Buffalo Bills. So Josh Allen is. That's the first team I wrote down too. Yeah, it's the Bills. Josh Allen's put in work, and that Bills defense. Yeah, nobody's all, talking about. They've it. always been good. They, the Bills defense was good the last couple of years when they were yeah. bad. So now if Josh Allen can put some things together yeah. with a good defense. That's scary. Tredavious White is probably the most underrated corner in the league. He is as much shut down as Stephon Gilmore in New England. I think he's – I put him in the class with Gilmore, Ramsey right now. He's he's lights out. Yeah. Um, the second team they have been impressed is tier for the Lions. I mean, yes, Philly's banged up. Yes, they did everything they could do – to let Philly come back and win that game, but they didn't. And ironically, if I told you statistically the Lions have one of the best secondaries in the league right now. I believe it. I mean, Lions, Justin Coleman was a good signing. For Justin that. Coleman has been incredible. Rashawn Melvin mm-hmm. is actually statistically better than Jalen Ramsey this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So riddle me that. Yeah. Don't they? they, they, they hey, I, I said 0-6, so I got no room to hate. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited, man. The Lions are winning games. So Jordan, who uh, who do you got that's impressed? So my my impressed, like I said the Buffalo Bills. I wrote down two other teams, the, the Cowboys. Yeah. As much as I hate the Cowboys, just because of what they are, they've been impressive. Dak Dak looks really good. He's playing for that contract. Kellen Moore as an as an offensive coordinator has been good. Mm-hmm. He's fit them well. So they've been impressive. And the other team was the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy G's out there spinning the ball. I mean, they're. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. They're three and zero, a team that nobody kind of really thought would be there. And they're a weird team. Yeah. Like they're a fun team. Yeah. Exactly. So, those are my other impressed with the Bills. Then I wrote down two teams that I'm not very impressed with, and this is more so full season than just last week. But the Eagles are one. Yeah, my Super Bowl pick. Not only the fact that. The way they lost that game, or like being banged up and all that, but how many drops did they have Sunday? Eight. They just looked 
bad. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your starters are hurt or not. You're still in the NFL. Catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, they looked they they looked bad. I mean, the Lions played well, so they played into it, but they just looked bad. Well, and that line was giving them went so much freaking time. Yeah, he to had throw. all day to throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, Dallas Goddard in the end zone, perfect ball. Yeah. Which to me. Hell yeah, but right. but the play to your point, yeah, catch the damn ball. So the other team I wrote that I'm not very impressed with so far is the Chargers. They just they haven't impressed me no at all. And I kind of thought with you know Philip Rivers still being there, Keenan Allen, obviously you lose uh, Derwin James. Yeah, I mean that that hurts, but they just they haven't been impressive to me either. So yeah, what do you got? Who who hasn't impressed you? Um. I had the Chargers as my number one. What's going on in L.A. is interesting, but it's also interesting that Melvin Gordon is reported coming back. Oh, really? So I think probably what ownership said flat out is, hey, we know you want to get paid. <laughs> Come back. Help us win some ball games, Get us into the playoffs. You'll be rewarded. Right. If that's the case, that's risky for Gordon because you take a look at what happened to Earl Thomas last year. In Seattle, right. same situation. He comes back to play for the team. Can't remember if he broke his leg or he, he did something and flips off Pete Carroll <laughs> on his way out. That's always a good way to go. It is a good way to go. Yeah, go out with a bang. So, I mean, it, it's risky, but fancy players out there that stash Melvin Gordon are going to be friggin' pumped in about two weeks. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then also kind of following the line that you have of teams that overall still have to impress me, Cleveland Browns. Oh, it's so sad. I want them can, to be good. Can we now say, this might be a hot take, can you now say Baker's overrated? No. Do you see him chug beer? <laughs> no way. At playing football. How can that dude be considered overrated at anything when he slams beers like a champ? Well, you know, my biggest issue, and Baker came out and said it, Rex Ryan said the same thing, Baker's overrated. And then Baker came out today and said, well, he's, you know, I wear my orange and brown or something along those lines. And I'm in the league and Rex isn't wearing any colors. Where's he at? I mean, that's true. I mean, that's 100% true. But I think Baker is so worried about getting headlines now that he's got that mentality of I'm the guy you're going to. I'm going to get feisty. and I think I've always just had an infatuation with Baker Mayfield <laughs> since he planted the flag in Ohio State. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's yeah. where my man crush started. <laughs> the bromance. Uh, I'll drink beers. Hey, Baker, if you're listening, holler at your boy. Oh, we God, I'm going to get some nasty tweets. We can pound some beers. I'm going to get some nasty tweets now from Baker. He's going to roast me. Um so I guess after that, we'll just I'm gonna go ahead and recap the Lions' Week Three win. First off, I want to say good job to Jamal Agnew. Way to come back after Damn. looking like you know Amendola is gonna be taking your spot and you're not gonna see the light of day and probably could be cut. Yeah, because no I mean that's the only reason he's on that team. Yeah, oh, for sure. But then, but. Wasn't it Slay that went out and then he came in? He played well in the he second period when he came he in. He didn't do bad, but again, Philly's on right. well, sure. third stringers. Grain, take it with a grain of salt, but still. I mean, that's good for him. I mean, yeah. his first kick, 100 yards, gone. 
not even close to getting touched. No, I mean no. that was that was beautiful. They, they shot him out of a cannon mm-hmm. for sure. So I mean, overall, I mean the Lions are they're doing everything they can to lose games. <laughs> they uh, are Lions. I mean, but somehow they're still winning games, which. Hey, I mean... Don't ever apologize for being undefeated. Yep. Exactly. I mean... Especially in the NFL. Yeah. In college, you can get beat by Wisconsin like Michigan did, or you can win an ugly game like Michigan State did, and people are like, oh, what's going on? A win's a win's a win's a win in the NFL. Just win, baby. Yep. Doesn't matter. You can win by one or a hundred. It don't matter. Yep. Record doesn't show, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, good job on the Lions. I'm more excited to kind of go on some stats this week against the Chiefs. So the first stat I have is, did you realize that Patrick Mahomes has never played an indoor football game in his life? Really? Never. Wow, that's really High school, college, pros. So it'll be loud. It's going to be loud. It's going to be, you hope. Yeah. Now, Again, they're on turf now. Right. That team's already running teams out the building. Sure. You're, you're faster on turf. Yeah. Do Does he put up mad numbers this weekend? We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, the second <laughs> spoiler is ever since Mahomes has taken over, the lowest the Chiefs have scored is 26 points. Mm-hmm. I believe it. That's that's impressive. I mean, you go into this week's game against the Lions, Slay's a question mark, Mike Daniels is a question mark. That starts to get dicey, so who you, you're throwing Melvin on who? I mean, Tavai's good. He's going to cover Kelsey, probably. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. And Kelsey is a dancing machine. Um <laughs> Damian Williams might be there running back this weekend. Yeah, I'd like to know that sooner or later. Yeah, actually, I picked one of those guys up. Spoiler alert. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I know. There's about 30. Um, it's it's a real interesting matchup. I think my brother-in-law, shout out to TJ, probably doomed us for the season. Uh, now nah, I'm not going to talk about it because it'll doom us. But can you imagine if the Lions do pull off the win this weekend? No. no. <laughs> I can't. No. I mean, it, it. in a way, it's kind of a game that is in Matt Stafford's wheelhouse. I mean, pull out old, old pad Stafford and wow. throw for 400 yards. And, better. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have to. Be better. It's, it's going to be a fun game. I, in my opinion, I think Chiefs probably win 38-10. I don't. I just that offense just scores so fast, and if the only the only way Detroit wins this game is if they just eat the living hell out of that clock this weekend. Yeah, they almost have to keep them off the field. Give us that Patriots 2018 game game plan where I'm just gonna keep running the ball. I'm gonna run the ball. But they gotta do it successfully. You know, they, they gotta be able to get. They yep. gotta be able to move the chains. Kerryon Johnson's gonna be big. He's gonna have to get going yeah. if they want a fighting chance. Yeah, he, it, he's gonna have to be big. Yeah. Um, so Jordan, what do you? What are you thinking? I'm telling you right now. Well, I'll, I'll spoiler into our last part of this, a fantasy lock of the week. My fantasy lock of the week is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, start Patrick Mahomes. 
is ever a thing. If you ain't already starting for some reason, start his ass, because I got a bad feeling for the Lions. You put all them athletes out there, and like you said, now they're playing on turf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Track me. I, the Lions, I, I see 42-21, best okay. case scenario. I mean, if they can't eat, if they can't take the air out of the ball, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. They're going to have to take the air out of the ball. So, I think you're 100% right there. I'll give the Lions credit. They fought. They scrapped. But you're going to have to get some pressure on Mahomes. And the Lions haven't really done that. No. And... I don't know. I don't have I don't have the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> you know, feeling good. I can tell you that. So, what's your fantasy guy to wrap this thing up? What's your last guy there? Uh, Closing thoughts. Last the guy is a familiar team for the Chiefs, the AFC West foe, uh, Oakland Raiders. Darren Waller, oh. their tight end, rookie oh. tight end. That dude is putting up some points. Mm-hmm. Um, playing against Indy this weekend. Indy's defense is. Bad yeah. against tight ends. Really bad. So I'm taking Waller. I'm going to say in a PPR league, 20 points, 22 points. Yeah. I think he probably goes, oh, probably 8, 80 touchdown, something like that. That's very um, possible. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my fancy lock for the week. So if you have Darren Waller, start him. <laughs> So what else? Do you have any other points there before we shut this thing down for this week, or you think we got it all covered? No, I think we got it all covered. I'm excited for this weekend. It's been a long time since the Lions can say we're undefeated. If we want to say we're a good team, this is the game you got to win. Yeah, I mean, because you play them, then you go on a bye, and then you come back and you're in Lambeau. Yeah, and that's Monday night too, isn't it? I think it's, I think it I think is. it's Monday night football. Which... It's funny because we said at the very beginning of the NFL season, Lions have got to come out 500 in this situation. It's, it's, lining, up. There. it's lining up for them, sure, absolutely. So, yeah, I think we can, uh, we can go ahead and shut this down. Michigan fans, get ready for more turmoil because as soon as Michigan comes out first drive against Rutgers and it don't look pretty, it's, uh, Twitter's going to blow up. <laughs> so, I'll tell you right now. The sky so. is falling. Long season to go. Let's hope things get turned around and we'll be back and ready for more spicy hot takes and hopefully I'm one game closer in our pick'em challenge to getting that belt back. So, Any final thoughts? No. Um, Sparty, big game against IU. Don't look ahead too much. You know, we got some big games on the horizon that are going to define the season and maybe help define a little more of Antonio's era. With everything that's kind of swirling around with him right now, I think they need these wins mm-hmm. or else the uh, walls are going to start caving in. Um, just lastly, if you'd like to send me in and show you guys haven't, take a look at us on Facebook, Spartan Wolves Reads Beard Podcast, Twitter, Spartan Wolves Reads Beards Podcast, and our Instagram page under the same name. Um, <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Appreciate all of you that have taken time to listen. Thank you for commenting on our stuff. Keep that coming. Keep asking Jordan and I questions. I mean, who knows to say we don't open up a, a guest spot here in the future and bring in another opinion. I mean, we've got some interesting games coming up. Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys in mind that probably wouldn't mind coming in and talking with us. So, uh, if anything, all I got to say is go green, beat IU. Go blue.